welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. If you're following along with us in the study guide, we're going to have the reading first, and then we'll go into a conversation about Luke chapter 6. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. Luke six twenty through 26, NIV. Welcome to the Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. Today we are talking about Luke chapter 6, and I'm very excited about my guest. I went to her desk a lot and said, I really want you to do this with me. She is the receptionist for Northwestern Media and the intern program coordinator, and she is Charlotte Bovey. Hi, Angela. Hi. Welcome, Charlotte. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you finally said yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are persistent and... <laughs> It's a very cool thing to be able to do. So thank you for asking me. Of course. Well, let's dive right in. What was kind of standing out to you in the chapter? There's a lot going on, first of all. There is. There is. So I, I don't know how to break it down into maybe one thing, but there's so much. I think a lot of what is said speaks directly to my heart and I'm sure a lot of people's hearts. But when he's talking about loving your neighbors or loving your enemies, and, you know, he talks about what good does it do to love people that love you or that are easy to love. Man, I could use that in my everyday life with family, friends, people you run into. And just it speaks to the heart of loving people that are unlovable, regardless of who that is. And just really taking that to heart and mm-hmm. really doing that in your everyday life. So that was one thing that really stood out to me. Um, also, focusing on your heart and the areas that you need improvement on, you know, when it talks about take the plank out of your own eye first. Mm-hmm. It's he, so easy. He really just up, he ups the game, it feels like, all the time. Yes, yes. And thank God for Jesus because right. I'm constantly <laughs> needing to ask for forgiveness and say, okay, help me do better. Help me do better because I definitely forget about the plank in my own eye quite a bit. Mm. I hear, so yeah, Me too. Yeah. Yeah, lots of good stuff. That and the Sabbath. I, I could I could go on about that too. What does that look like? What does it look like for me? Because I'm a busy mom with three teenage kids and, mm-hmm. you know, work full time and have lots of other outside ministry stuff that I do. So what and does he, that Sabbath look like to and me? And he's really turning that, turning what Sabbath was at that time on its head. Correct. Sabbath doesn't have to look like doing nothing. Right. Um, I'm not good at doing nothing, <laughs> which can sometimes be a bad thing because mm-hmm. I have a hard time being still with Jesus. And when I do, it's phenomenal. So I do continue to try and do that on a regular basis. But for me, the Sabbath looks more like, what are things that just restore my soul? Mm -hmm. And that can be spending time with my family. That can be spending time with my husband. That can be sitting quietly reading a book or 
taking a nap or what, whatever that looks like. But it's just what is it that restores my soul and brings me back to center ground? I think that's such a great question to ask mm-hmm. when we're looking at Sabbath. I'm more of a doer as well. And I would mm-hmm. often say, like, just tell me what I need to do to be and we'll be great. Yes. But it doesn't work like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I do think it also is a very... Um, it has to be very intentional because I am a doer. Mm-hmm. And so I can tell myself, well, this is my Sabbath. I'm just, I'm cleaning my house because then I'll feel better. You know, mm-hmm. when, if my heart condition was really like, this is, this is restoring me or this is a good thing. Great. But if I'm just telling myself that to get done something that I need to get done and I don't want to take the time to truly rest and restore, it just has to be very intentional. And for someone that's a doer, Sometimes I have to go, okay, Charlotte, are you really taking rest? Are you really taking this time to restore? I just watched a TEDx recently about rest and the different kinds of rest, that there's Mm -hmm. physical rest, mental rest, emotional rest, spiritual rest. Mm -hmm. And they had it outlined on a a body and the physical rest was at the bottom and almost Mm -hmm. like you had to build up. Yeah. And so physical rest is important, but some people I think, would find like soul replenishment, mind replenishment and rest from running. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just I was just talking with a coworker about everything that's going on right now with the holidays. We're hosting and we're having basketball teams to our house and we're we're doing all these things and they're all wonderful things that I love doing. I love entertaining. I love kids and teenagers in my house and I love all these things. But it is definitely um tiring. Mm -hmm. And I was just saying to her, I said, you know, I think the biggest part of it for me is the mental side of it. Like, cause my brain is constantly going, what do I need to do? What do I need to prepare for that? It's that emotional rest, that mental rest of, okay, just quiet your mind, quiet your soul for 15, 20 minutes or whatever that looks like. So that Mm -hmm. you can enjoy these busy, big moments that you do love doing and really feel on some level in my life is kind of a ministry that I can do and give, but what do I need to do in order to really thoroughly enjoy that and use that ministry and that gifting part of me in a way that is beneficial and fruitful. Right. And there's such a, it was was a big mind shift for me to work out of rest Mm -hmm. versus working to get to rest. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because you, for a long time, it was go, 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 strive, 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 yes. get to the rest versus I'm going to rest yes. and then I'm going to do my work out of it, out yes. of that rest. Yes. Yeah. And as a mom as well, I think I've learned, <laughs> my kids are teenagers, so hopefully I've got a little bit of time left to <laughs> impart on them. I've always, you know, I have felt like I'm teaching them, I'm showing them what a productive person looks like and what this looks like you know, making sure that I'm also showing them what rest looks like, what restoration looks like to make sure that they are taking care of themselves in all those ways that you described earlier. You know, that that is also a huge thing that they need to learn, especially growing up in the society that they're growing up in, which is always on, always go, always always do. Mm Yeah. So um, I'm learning. (laughs) We're all growing. We're all still in process. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's important to make that a priority because that's the example that God put before us absolutely. is that he rested. Did he need to rest? Right. No. No. But he yeah. did that for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
then the Beatitudes are also in this in this chapter. Mm-hmm. And that verse 28 where it talks about, you know, talks about those who have hurt you, pray for them. Mm-hmm. I really, that, and that's a question in the study guide. Mm-hmm. And that felt very like in your face mm-hmm. <laughs> question to put in the study guide. Yeah. But that's what Jesus is saying. I mean, that one we've been alluding to, like he takes, you know, you've heard it been said and then he blows it up and makes it even deeper. Like you've heard it said, do not commit adultery, but right. I tell you that even if you have lustful thoughts, you've right. committed adultery. Like he just right. takes everything to another level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the hardest things, but it's also a, you know, I think sometimes we need those, that smack in the face, mm-hmm. you know, that like forgiving people, people are going to wrong you. People are going to hurt you. We are human. We are sinful. And so if we don't have the capacity to obey that command of forgiving others, it's saying, well, then your father in heaven can't forgive. Like it goes hand in hand and it's a struggle. And of course, Jesus knows our heart and he knows where we struggle. And, but it's that constant remembering and that constant reminding of, yeah, on my own, there's no way, there's no way I could forgive X, Y, or Z, but, but thank you for Jesus with him. I can, and I might have to do it every day or for years and it'll get easier, but it's just something that we constantly have to work with and um, ask for Jesus's help with. And yeah, it's, he, he asks a lot of us, but he gave a lot for us. So, yep. you know. And I, I like what you said too about, I'm not sure that this is exactly what you meant, that we have to do it over and over again. Yeah. Sometimes it's the same forgiveness for the same person that we have to do over and over and over. And it might take weeks, months, years, depending on what the wrong was. Yeah. And something I've been learning too is that forgiveness is a lot about, it's it's not, forgiveness isn't really going to affect the other person unless they've come and repented and want that forgiveness. Correct. It's better for us. Absolutely. If we can get to a point where we can forgive. And I just want to acknowledge there are some wrongs that people have experienced mm-hmm. that feel unforgivable. Absolutely. And that is hard and that's a whole process, but that I, I have no personally and I've seen yeah. other people walk through that that God can take us through that process to to be able to forgive. Yeah, absolutely. I know personal experience and and just things that I have been through in my life is really what you said is forgiveness is not for the other person. It's not. It's for it is first of all for your heart and for your well-being because if you harbor that unforgiveness in your heart it is keeping Jesus at an arm length an arm's length from from you because where there's unforgiveness or hatred Jesus can't reside there mm-hmm. and i've witnessed that from people that i'm very close to and that i love that they even say i have i have but you can just see that still impacting their life while the other person it's not affecting them at all. Right. So it is very true. And again, what would we ex- what else would we expect from Jesus? Because he wants the best life for us. He wants the best for us. He wants us to live the life that God has created for us. And he knows that, yes, in this world, you're going to face all these things. But if you forgive people and if you let go of that and release that, I can come in and do work in you that will never be able to take place if you harbor that unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. So and he does it 
in such a gentle way. I mean, as much yeah. as we're talking about him being in our face about things, there are so many times that we see him being really gentle in his forgiveness and gentle in his approach to people. Yeah. And yeah. so I think sometimes we need that slap in the face. Yeah. And sometimes we just need the grace yeah. and, and mercy from right. him, which he freely yeah. gives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Charlotte, thank you. Oh, the time's already welcome. up. Doesn't this go fast? It, it goes does so go fast. fast. <laughs> it does go fast. I hope uh, I hope it went well. I loved yeah. it. This was fantastic. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. Thanks, Angie. Well, thank you for joining us for this conversation about Luke chapter six. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And we'll see you next time for Luke chapter seven. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at myfaithradio.com.